0: Greetings and welcome to Shnayim Mikra, the wonderful podcast series sponsored and developed by the Orthodox Union, hosted right here at OU.org. In each one of these podcasts, we investigate and analyze one of the aliyot of the current week's Parashah. My name is Yitzhak Et Shalom. As I mentioned before, I'm doubly honored to be studying parashat d'varim with you because it's both an opportunity to teach Torah on the internet and uh, more directly, it's an opportunity to do a bit of an introduction to Sefer Devarim, Mishneh Torah, uh, the fifth and final book of the Chumash. We are now in the second Aliyah, which begins in Parak Aleph, Pasuk Yod Bet, Chapter One, Verse Twelve. And again, as I mentioned in the previous, at the end of the previous podcast, the common custom is that although we read the first eleven psukim. On Monday and Thursday and Shabbat afternoon, when we're not going to be reading any further, on Shabbat morning when we read the full parasha, uh we do so um, ending at Pasuk Yod in order to be able to begin with Yod Aleph and not to begin with the um, negative sense, the negative connotation, of pasuk yod which is echah esalavadi, but as per our study, we will read it that way, echah which is the beginning of um, of the aliyah. So Moshe, in the previous pasuk and the previous psukim, had indicated that um, he um, in pasuk Ted, and he never finished that idea. Yod and Yod Aleph mentioned how Hashem had blessed them, and there were so many, but the result of that was he could not bear them alone. And now he goes into the details. Echa This is what he now quotes himself as having said years early, years earlier. Just as he said, Echa he said How could I bear you alone? How could I bear your troubles and your burdens and your arguments? And there's two ways to read this. One way is that, in, as Rashi seems to indicate, that this indicates that Ben Yisrael were troubling, and they were complaining, and are difficult to deal with. The other one is, the reality is, leading a people alone, with all of their troubles, and all of their burdens, and the fact that they do have claims against each other, I can't do that on my own. So therefore, the result is, Havu lachem, that Moshe, in this, in this telling, says that I said to you, Give me anashim chachamim unvonim, wise and discerning people, v'yidu'im, v'yiduim l'shiv techem, people who are known to your tribes or to your leaders, Vasimem beroshichem, and I will appoint them to be over you as your heads. Now, this, of course, echoes, and as I mentioned in the introduction in the last podcast, uh, Sefer Tvarim, often one of the most interesting things to see about Dvarim, as our particular stories that we are familiar with from the first four books, and specifically from Shemot and Mamid uh, in Dvarim, are presented from a different perspective. This, is invoke, this piece is invoking a story that we're familiar with from Shemot Yudchet, which is Yitro's advice to Moshe. When Yitro saw that Moshe was trying to be the judge for all of the people and help them with all of their problems, he said, this will be too much for you, you should appoint a hierarchy of a judicial system and train uh, greater and lesser judges and set up a system and then the things that are diff- too difficult will come to you. Here Moshe presents it as his own uh, um, proposal to the people. Give me people wise and discerning and known to you and I will place them on your heads. And your response to me was that your advice was good advice and so therefore the agreement was made and so I took the heads of your tribes, Anashim Chachamim Viduim, again the same uh, notion. Now notice that in Yitro's advice there was a much longer job description of sonevetza and Nanshechayil and people who, who have no use for money and people who are powerful and people with, with all of these great traits, but in the end all that Moshe was able to find really was knowledgeable people in charge of a thousand, people in charge of a hundred, Sarekhamashima Shiftechem, and all of them would have officers. So there's people over a thousand, people over a hundred, people over fifty, and people even over ten, and they were officers with them. But all of this is missing in Yitro, and this is Moshe's charge to the to the Shoftim. So this is the other piece of the puzzle. And again, Sefer Dvarim is often like hearing another piece of a conversation or reading the background um, to uh, a story that you know part of. And now you're getting the other part. So Moshe says, I directed the Shoftim at that point to say, Shamoa ben achichem. You have to listen between your brethren. You have to view them as brethren. You can't see yourself as above them. Ushvatatem tzedek. You have to judge properly. Bein ish uvein achiv between a man and his brother uvein Gero. And this is, from a perspective of most of human history, a revolutionary thought that a stranger residing in your midst has equal rights. And you have to listen carefully to the arguments. You may not favor anyone. This is where a whole set of halachot, of, of uh, seating one litigant in, in a more favorable position, or or smiling towards him when you don't smile towards the other one. All of those prohibitions, most of them are lined up in, in, fourth uh, parak of Masachat Shavuot, third parak. Uh, lot, fanim bamishpat kakaton kagadolti shma'un. You have to listen to the small one and the big one. Meaning, and there's several ways to interpret this, at most, both, the shot is, you have to listen to an insignificant person just as much as you listen to a significant person. It may also refer to, you have to deal, give full attention to a small case, like a big case. This is a lot. This is the first uh, mitzvah. Vayim. You're not allowed to be afraid of anybody. It belongs to God. Justice belongs to God. Anything too difficult to you, you bring to me, and I will listen to it. And then I commanded you. Now we're away now from the story of the Shoftim. But notice what Moshe does. He says, I commanded the Shoftim what to do, and now I commanded you what to do. And and now that finishes the picture. Vanisam Chorev, and then we traveled from Chorev, meaning all of that happened at Harsinai, and then we traveled from Harsinai, and there's nothing else about Harsinai that he's going to tell in this segment of the retelling. It will wait until Parshad Vatchan to get to that. Vanisami Chorev, vanorahu asher item, Mori, invoking what we saw at the beginning of this parsha. So we traveled from Chore, from Sinai, and we went through this entire mighty and frightening desert that you've seen, through the mount, towards the mountain of the Amorim, meaning towards Eretz Israel, just like Hashem commanded us. And we came to Kadesh Parna and previous podcast identified more or less where that is. And then I told you, and you here means not you, but your parents. You've come to the mountain of the Emori, which is Eretz Yisrael, and this is the mountain that Hashem has given us. See, Hashem has given you the land. Now, notice here he speaks in the singular. The singular and the plural are easily um, oscill- there's an easy oscillation between singular and plural in Chumash in general and in Sefer in particular, and it may be highlighting the somewhat dialectic between seeing Am Yisrael as individuals and as a unit. Alei reish, go up and conquer it. Just like Hashem commanded you, do not be afraid and do not fear. And that's the end of the Aliyah. Now that piece takes us in the travelogue all the way to Kadesh Barnea and to the readiness to enter the land. We've gone from Egypt, we've gone from Sinai. We now are ready to enter the land, and this takes us back, of course to the famous story of the Miraglim. Sort of. And that's what we're going to see in the next Aliyah. One important point to make here, and uh, and that is that you see that Moshe has established a sort of parallel. He said that you agreed with my idea about judges, but what I told the judges is you can't be afraid of anybody. Mishpat belongs to God. And your judges know that. And the judges who you agreed to appoint, and who are the heads of your tribes, are people who know that they are only answerable to God, and they have to treat each one of you equally, and that's how they've been operating. We will assume so, because Moshe then uses that in a, as an object lesson. He said, and that's exactly what I told all of you. I told all of you that we are now going into the land, and you have no reason to fear, because this all belongs to God, which is going to highlight the people's trepidation about going into the land, and their desire to send in spies, and the reaction to the spies, uh, in a far less favorable light, and serves really as a an appropriate, although tragic, introduction to the saga of the spies, which we we'll read about in the next aliyah. Everybody should have a wonderful day.